It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Good day to you all, late tea timers. It's good to have you with us again. We're back again, James and Dave, looking ahead to the uh, golf over the next few days. We're back every single Wednesday. We'll leave it as late as we can, quite early actually today, for uh, getting Dave Tyndall the chance to get into his ears and into his eyes all of the latest information from the upcoming golf tournaments. Dave Tyndall, how are you? Yes, I'm, I'm fine. But um, the golf media is only focused on one thing this week, which doesn't help us because... We want to talk about the Canadian Open. Yeah, Canadian Open is the thing on our um, our agenda for the uh, podcast today. But it's all about this new tour, isn't it? And the Saudi money and everybody being seduced or not. Yeah. Um, so it's just a, my timeline is just full of golfers looking awkward as they're asked awkward questions for them, but the right questions. And um, it's all a bit cringy, to be honest. Is uh, it true, Dave Tindall, that Tiger Woods has turned down a billion dollars? Possibly. I mean... I mean, the numbers are crazy, aren't they? So when you hear about much lesser lights getting God knows what, then yes, it could well be that Tiger's been offered something out of uh, out of comprehension. But um, even yeah. a even a Tiger on one leg and playing infrequently is quite a notable marquee thing to put on your poster, oh, yeah. isn't it? He still moves the needle. He's the most. I'm sure if you've got the Google Analytics, it's Tiger Woods, isn't it? That still wins all the golf. Uh, Wins all the golf content sort of awards, but um, yeah. So in terms of finding out other stuff, I don't. <laughs> the attention <laughs> so far on this. So goodbye, talk. everybody. Yeah. Enjoy the Canadian Open. We'll see you again next week. No, on one asking, no one asking anything about the Canadian golf. I'll, I'll, just one last thing on the live tour. I saw the PGA tweet this morning. DJ, who is um, signed up for the tour, but um, they signed that he got confused between resigned and re-signed. He still wants to be on the PGA. I mean, that, that that doesn't strike me as being totally true, is it? He can't be that daft, can he? Well, it's funny that you you sometimes presume all the stuff surrounding Liv. Sometimes you you presume where where there's money, there's competence. But it's astonishing they they can't their press releases that, that I've seen about three names misspelt. You know, you think that there's only like forty odd players. You think they get the names right? They can't get that right. There was um I saw a press release about Kirsty Gallagher in, introducing them on stage and said she, you know, is the presents the live spot on for Sky Sports. She left Sky Sports four years ago. It's mm. just so much. I think, oh, come on. I don't know whether this is 
indicative of the overall thinking, but I don't know. It's a bit. I remember this. I remember this as a young man getting into my first sort of areas of work, thinking, "Oh, it must be that people higher up are really clever and brilliant and smart." And no, no. You well, <laughs> there's that things now. You you get promoted until you fail, and you find yourself a level where you can't you can't succeed. People seem to do that, don't they, in all kinds of walks of life. But I've seen loads of golfers as well doing their little uh, social media stuff, um, saying. I'm really sorry and kind of like making their excuses for signing up for this new thing as well. Money talks, I guess, in the end, doesn't it? This is Late Tea Time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tyndall. But anyway, let's um, let's leave that behind. Let's yeah. leave that behind and let's have a look ahead to whatever you have found out on the Canadian Open. While you're still thinking about that, I'll read you through the top end of the market, shall I? Um, Scotty Scheffler is uh, 9-1, to one, quite a few places uh, to win the Canadian Open 2022. You've got Justin Thomas, obviously fresh from his success, had a week off last week. 10-1 to one for him. Rory's in there at 10s as well. You've got Cameron Smith in there at 12s, best price. Sam Burns, who's... Coming up quite quickly, isn't he? Up the uh, the rankings, he's sixteen to one. Shane Lowry's in there at eighteens. Matthew Fitzpatrick is in there at twenties to win, and uh, the rest are kind of twenty-two to one or bigger. You've already made your excuses. Said that you you haven't really. You're, I, I build you up as saying your brain, your gargantuan golfing brain, is filled with all of this late information. There isn't much information, but have you got anything for me at all this week? Well, probably about five of those those names you've just read out are probably left for lift by the time this goes to air. Yeah, have they not contacted you yet? <laughs> no, uh, I wouldn't go. In what for you mean? If I was asked as a journalist, would I cover it? Uh, we need we need you, Dave. We've guy. been watching you. We've been watching the Late Tea Time podcast. We know you've got your hand finger on the pulse. Would you come over and operate our communication stroke media function? No. Nah. I'm going to offer you 500 million over the next four years. No, money's not important to me. Good man. Honestly, uh, that sounds sort of like some high horse, but it's, uh, nah, nah. Some things are more important, aren't they? Some things are far more important. And and if you can get to a state where you've got a, a, a certain amount of money to sort of get by, that'll do me. Yeah, anyway, what was the question? This has turned into a rather different have you got, have you got anything for me at all? Have you learnt anything? Is there is there anything that you found out from the Canadian Open that can maybe steer us in the right direction? Yeah, well, well um, yeah, just about. There's a guy on um, on Twitter called PGA Splits 101 uh, who's very good. Does a lot of data analysis, and I like his stuff. And we've talked about it on this podcast how players perform before a major or after a major. And he's done a lovely bit of research on some of the, the top players on how they've performed after a major. So he's listed maybe the top 15 in the betting. Patrick Reed, he's gone to live since that's that was done. He's gone. The best player before a major, this is not a great sample size, but uh, the, the player who statistically produces the best golf, three top tens in five starts, stroke average, gains 2.3 strokes per round, is Justin Thomas. So look out for him. The next best is Shane Lowry, whereas at, and, and he's gaining nearly two strokes around uh, in the in the tournament played the week before major. It just sort of maybe helps you decide who who has good focus and who's drifting ahead a little bit towards the major itself. Right at the bottom of the, of this list that uh, PGA what P, let's get him right PGA splits one hundred and one has got is Cameron Smith. He actually loses strokes in tournaments before majors. 
right. as does Mackenzie Hughes, a Canadian. So I did so I did think let's maybe throw a couple of those into a match bet situation. Um, just in Thomas had a week off last week, didn't he? And uh, to yeah. recharge his batteries after his success. So. Yeah. So I thought we could we could do that and um, maybe come up with some match bets. So I I, I found a few with Bet Three Six Five. They pitched Thomas against Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler is sort of average before majors. He's he's played five times before majors. Never had a top ten. Uh, so Justin Thomas has got a proven record in weeks like this. So let's take him to beat Scotty Scheffler. What price is, is Justin? So these are all going to be like 10 to 11, 72 yeah. old matches. They're all going to be sort okay. of 5 to 6, 10 to 11 type of jobs. I've seen one Shane Lowry pitched, pitched against Matt's pit Patrick. Uh, Lowry, as I said, he gains two shots per round in a week before a major. Fitzpatrick's losing. Well, he's actually just about, but he's, he's third bottom of this list, so Lowry does focus better, it seems. Uh, so that's two of them. If you look around for them, the guys you want to be on are Thomas, Lowry, McElroy and Connors. They're the top four. The bottom four, Finau, Fitzpatrick, Mackenzie Hughes and Cameron Smith. So if you can come up with some combinations of those, it'll vary from bookie to bookie. Then mm. you're on guys with a... I like McElroy, for example, on the on this list. It's beautifully created, uh, curated list. 15 pre-major events is had a top 10 in eight of them. So Rory, you'd think, oh, maybe he's one who takes it lightly these sort of weeks. No, he, he can actually focus. That's the best I've got for you, I'm afraid. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. We're going Justin Thomas and Shane Lowry then to beat Scheffler and Fitzpatrick respectively. I think you can get that that, that match bet on, yeah. So 72 holes, a couple of those. Beyond okay. that, yeah, the... the the place where I normally go for the interviews, it's just empty. There are no interviews on the Canadian Open at the minute. It's well, a new course this week, which doesn't help. I did think about moving this podcast to like halfway because then we'd know a bit more about the course. Mm. It's not new, but it's, it's St. George's. It hasn't been used for 12 years, so most of them haven't seen it. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, I imagine the PGA communications wing is probably in damage limitation mode at the moment. Writing than... other stuff and doing all yeah. sorts of other business. But as I say, normally my timeline is full of little bits of this and that, but it's all about live at the moment. And they must be sort of rubbing their hands. Isn't that what they want to create a load of hmm. talk about it? So well, it gets, yeah, gets them a lot of publicity, doesn't it? Yeah. So there's 72 whole match bets then. Give us the four again. The four is Rory, Justin Thomas, Shane Lowry, and yes. Corey Connors. Um, Thomas Lowry, McElroy and Connors, they all tend to historically play really well or perform above the mean. So going, going on that major. basis then, Dave, just to finish off this week, if you're going to try and take a look at somebody to win or somebody to do something for you this week, Corey Connors is in there at 22s. Is he maybe even worth a pick to get an each-way place or something? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's a Canadian playing in the Canadian Open, so the incentive for him is, is massive. He's playing really well as well. Hence, is is fairly short price. It's a tough one to win. I remember Mike Weir forever trying to win this tournament when he was the absolute top dog in Canada. So it's, it's a tough one for them. But yeah, Corey Connors is say the fact that he's he does play well the week before major. Maybe this will suit him. This one used to be played after the Open Championship, so it moved in schedule in nineteen uh, nineteen two thousand and nineteen. But the last two were called off due to COVID. So this is kind of a new slot for him. So it might just work. The dynamite might just be a little different. So fingers crossed. Yeah, he, he can do him in a match bet. We can get a good match bet with him. But 
as you say, you like to contribute to this as well. So if, if he if he wins this, I'll take credit. And if he doesn't, I'll, I'll forget all about credit. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then you'll um, you'll say I'm not bothered about winning bets. I've taken this Saudi money to be their new PR guy. Yeah, if it's if when you tune in next week, uh, people watching, and there's just Dave on one side and there's an empty seat on the other, yeah. you know where I've gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I shall conduct a protest. So how could you? <laughs> I'll be here with you, Dave. Don't you worry. I'll be here with you. Um, so yeah, we're looking at uh, then the the four to look out for then this week. It's not necessarily an exact science this week because we got um, a little bit less information than usual because of everything that's going on in the golfing world. Justin Thomas, Shane Lowry, Rory McIlroy, and Corey Connors, maybe the ones to uh, try and get into some kind of match bet and Corey Connors even 22 to 1 to actually win the entire thing Dave Tindall I'll let you go and lie down and fend <laughs> off all of this uh, yeah. attention from the uh, the live tour and I will see you again next week yeah I mean it's hard isn't it because if you sort of take a negative stance about it then you get a lot of what about you don't you what about this country and that country and that? but that's the kind of arguments they're trading off isn't it to, well we're not the only ones so yeah uh, but what it does to golf, I don't know, because I've seen people say, is this the end of the Ryder Cup? Well, could it, will it no longer happen? Will there be any players left to play it? I mean, that just one very final point, the Dustin Johnson thing about he's signed up for the, this new tour, but he wants to still be on the PGA. Is that going to be permitted? We shall see. I mean, it depends how, how big this migration becomes. I mean, the, so the PGA Tour is going to have to take some kind of stance on this, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they've sort of gave them a pass for the US Open because it's next week. I think that's too soon to make anything. But they did notably say for, for this year's US Open, it's not like, oh, yeah, that rule will stand going ahead. So, yeah, things could be changing all over the place. What happens because then, say the Live Tour becomes the dominant tour, then are we now hypocrites if we do a podcast about it? Ugh. Oh, there's all sorts of things to think about, Dave. Let, let's let's ignore that. Yeah. Let, let's, let's kind of pretend, just, of let's pretend nothing's happened and just stick our head in the sand for a bit and uh, we'll see what comes up of that. Unfortunately, as well, Tiger Woods not going to be around for the US Open, but we will be because it's a major and we'll be with you every day of the um, of the of the all of the majors as we go through this year. We'll be with you ahead of round one for a preview like we always do but we'll be back in between rounds as well and trying to pick out the best in play bets as we go through that tournament too so looking forward to that and regardless of what's going on in the golfing world that's going to be good fun and uh, well we'll see you again next week DT thank you as always cheers James and uh, thanks everybody out there for watching Stroke Listening to the Late Tea Time podcast uh, as I say we'll be back again next week for the uh, the major and uh, gamble responsibly and enjoy the golf whichever brand you want to choose you go with the money if you want to we we can't we can't tell you what to do always gamble responsibly visit begambleaware.org for more information sports social podcast network